0: Welcome to the Phobos Militia Hobbycast.
1: You're going to camp blood, ain't you? we will never come back again. It's got a death curse.
2: <laughs> Time to go down the line. Down the line all the time.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna see, we're gonna see how far on this hobby cast though we can actually standardize the timeline today for Friday the 13th. Just continuing with our love for the series.
0: Yeah, and kind of string all the movies in a way that makes kind of sense <laughs> as much as we can. Well, yeah, and because like
2: there's so many Wikipedia articles and wikis, like they, there's so many discrepancies with all of them, so we'll uh, go through and, you know, prove why and how the best version works throughout every film here.
0: Hopefully within an hour, right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We're shooting for it. <laughs> we'll see. And the timeline that we're going to reference today that you can all check out is the Friday the 13th Wiki timeline, like the official quote unquote timeline.
2: Yeah, it's on wikia.com.
0: Now, we're not going to go through the whole friggin' thing. No. Because that's too much, like, even like Freddy, when Freddy was born and stuff. Because it yeah. ties together Freddy versus Jason, so it gets crazy with characters. But yeah, just the, the movies.
2: Yeah, and I mean, the first discrepancy is right at the beginning. Friday the 13th Part 1 doesn't start in 1979, does it?
0: No, and the issue with that is um, because of the final chapter, Part 4... The tombstone, the tombstone is incorrect in that movie. It says Pamela Voorhees 1979 was the year that she died. So that makes this timeline, um, one year off. The reasoning behind that Mm -hmm. is that, um, number one, at the beginning of Friday the 13th, after like the prologue, you have Annie, and at that point it says, Friday, June 13th, The Present. Mm-hmm. So, The Present, it was made in 1980. It was released in May, I believe. So, it's obviously, that's The Present. Yeah, The Present is 1980. Yeah, and even more than that, The Friday the 13th in 1980, there is one in June. So there basically can only be one Friday the 13th per month, right?
2: <laughs> well, that's just it. In 1979, June 13th, it wasn't Friday. Right. 1980, Friday the 13th falls on June 13th. Like, it only makes sense, man.
0: Right. And looking at my, at my, uh, Friday the 13th log here, in 1979, there were Friday the 13th in April and July. Exactly. So those don't line up. With June 13th. So, either we're in an alternate universe, and we're not in our world, it's in some other world, or the guy who engraved the tombstone, Pamela Voorhees' tombstone, made an uh, an error. Yeah. See, that's the other thing. So, we can actually make it 1980 by saying the guy who engraved the tombstone was given an incorrect date, which does happen, because my... Ma takes like pictures for genealogy and shit and tries to get years for like family members and that's her trip that she was like, yeah, so people will mess up dates. It's not that uncommon.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, um, my main argument with it to further, um, define it is that in the movie, the date could be potentially wrong to explain it, but not in a trailer or on the back of a VHS box. Because that's by the people creating the films.
0: Yeah, and that's where number two gets really weird.
2: Yeah, and there's a couple more discrepancies here, too, because they say that in the wiki that in August is when Alice was murdered in her apartment.
0: That's where it gets crazy.
2: Now, that is a wiki thing. That isn't necessarily... Do they ever say in Part 2 that it happens immediately after, like within two months after the first Friday 13th?
0: Or could it be directly before Part 2 that Jason did that? So Paul mentions that in the Campfire tale, but as a tall tale, that's really just hearsay. And we don't know Paul's sourcing on that, so yeah... I was watching it like fresh, and um, in the prologue, which is that when Alice is killed in part two, which is actually uh, holds a record for being one of the longest prologues of all time in film. It's like almost a full reel. Jeez. Which is crazy. Um, So they don't say anywhere in that film the present, they don't say a date, there's no like text that pops up.
2: Yeah. So, so that to me is the danger behind Wikipedia is because anybody could edit that. So who knows? There's no sourcing on it. So who knows who decided that it happened immediately after Friday the 13th, the first film? Right. I don't think that that's the case. And it still, it still could have because the other discrepancy, which they don't mention in the wiki, is that I make the argument that Kid Jason was always in Alice's mind and never really existed.
0: And that actually creates a whole nother, like, huge thing, which I've kind of outlined it. It gets nuts, dude.
2: Yeah, because if we get rid of Kid Jason, there's no reason for us to worry about accelerated cellular growth with Jason, how he turns from a kid to an adult in part two and all of that, because... He never existed as a kid because when he originally drowned many years before, he would naturally have aged had he survived to the point where, in part two, he would be an adult, or part, or when he murdered Alice, he would be an adult. That would be fine. Kills every little weird, you know, issue that we would have to like come crazy excuse we'd have to come up with if Jason's just in her mind, which is true because she's in like a freaking you know hospital, sanitarium.
0: So Friday the Thirteenth, the original Victor Miller, the writer, said Jason was is just a plot point. Jason Jason is a victim. Jason is dead from the beginning. Okay, yep. so it's more of a who done it? Who's the murderer in this film? That's the kind of movie this was. He never intended it to have a sequel, ever. And he said at the end of the film, he had seen Carrie, and someone had suggested let's throw a Carrie scare in there. Because in the end, of Carrie, one of her classmates comes up to the grave of Carrie, and her hand reaches out from the grave, you know, like zombie style. And then the girl, the classmate, wakes up in like an asylum or a hospital, like freaking out, you know. So they're they're like, let's basically just put a Carrie scare in there, and that's what Jason was. He was just supposed to be like a dream that Alice had. And she would wake up in the hospital, you know, all like freaked out. So that's basically, it was blatantly taken from Carrie. And it was only meant to be a single film. So this splits the, the parallel universes, possible realities. There's like four of them. So the first one, Jason, Jason grabbing Alice in the lake was just a dream. Jason actually did drown um per what his mother said during the film and in this in this world it's the standalone version no other films exist in that universe so this is just Friday the 13th as a standalone film so that's what's cool this film actually stands by itself it doesn't need any of the sequels either that's true you can look at it like that or you have the second reality Jason grabbing Alice in the lake was just a dream Jason never drowned which explains Jason's growth into an adult come part two, Mm -hmm. because he likely wouldn't be supernatural in this universe. He's just a demented backwoods survivor. Yeah. Right? And then we have the third one. Jason grabbing Alice in the lake wasn't just a dream, and Jason actually did drown. This is the Jason Goes to Hell story arc. Mrs. Voorhees... Uh, dies and Jason is officially reborn at that time some would say, like when Mrs. Voorhees' blood hit Crystal Lake (laughs) and this is more supernatural stuff going on, black magic, resurrection spell gone wrong stuff, because they show the Necronomicon very briefly but it's in the Voorhees' state and Jason goes to hell so they're saying and Sean Cunningham was a co-producer on that film, so they're saying that Yes, there's some like black magic going on, you know, Mrs. Voorhees yeah. freaked out. She needed her son back, so she started dabbling in black magic. You know, that never goes the way you plan it. So mm-hmm. that could be the thing. Like when she starts schizoing, she brought Jason back, but it actually brought him back in her body.
2: Yeah. I, I like I like the imagination of that one and I'm almost a f I'm almost a fourth. <laughs> yeah, now the fourth one where mine is, which actually makes sense and probably goes 100% in line with the entire timeline we're going to throw out, is that when Jason falls into Crystal Lake, and it's what it says in the wiki too, which again, as much as, you know, as much sanity as we want to put into this, um, when he falls into the lake, nobody is found, it's assumed that Jason has drowned, they assume that he's dead, um, most likely, Jason washed up on a shore later, escaped into the woods, suffering physical trauma as the aftermath, like having PTSD, um brain injuries. So how I see it is that throughout the films, Jason has some kind of PTSD combined with some of this black magic. The black magic has to exist to tie all the films together. It has to. Um, now, whether that happens with all the weird shit that happens throughout the films, or it happened right at the beginning with the Mrs. Voorhees blood hitting the water with Jason somehow there too and seeing it. Um, but how I see it is, is that he doesn't know what he doesn't know. So as he gets injured, he gets knocked out, and then it, it takes more and more and more to take him out. And that's why we see him progressively get stronger. And then at the end of, you know, or at the beginning of part nine, he gets blown up. And that's when you finally see that, you know, his spirit can transcend. Whether that happened before that or not, off camera that we didn't see, who's to say? But I like Mm -hmm. to say that we see everything on camera.
0: Yeah, and I also like to think a demon's got to do what a demon's got to do. It can kind of come up with a solution on the fly. There's, like, many ways...
2: And you can almost say, too, that mongoloid Jason, crazy, brainless, PTSD uh, Jason, as he got smarter and stronger, and once the demon was unleashed, he became the mass-murdering, crazy creative. As he got stronger, he became more and more creative because he would learn.
0: Right, and what's so cool about that fourth universe is basically... Um, Jason may have drowned, but was revived via the magic, like you said, but he never attacked Alice in the boat.
2: No, definitely not.
0: So he was basically just a backwoods disconnected entity.
2: Because by the time Mrs. Voorhees was killed, Jason would have been over, um, he would have been, cause he drowned in like, according to the wiki, in 57. I don't know the sourcing on that, but, um, that would be essentially, he'd be 20 something. Which lines up with how big he is in Part Two,
0: right? Uh, and that brings us to an interesting thing about the prologue of Part Two, but also, so the realities, the third one and the fourth one are really the only ones that tie all the films together. Yeah, because you have to have that magic element because things get crazy later on. Oh yeah, they get creative when they get when the directors get bored. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you're throwing, like, psychic abilities in here and shit. So we have to, we do explain that in a way. We try. So, um, <laughs> we, that's the thing. Now, that <laughs> try is the key. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with part two, so he's, okay, so they say that Alice, two months later, in August, she's trying to get her life back together. She moves back to Camp Crystal Lake area. And then Jason, in the prologue, is actually full grown. Yeah. So that's an interesting thing to take into consideration. Um and he's he like doesn't change from the prologue to the normal movie. It's almost like it could even be the next day. Like that's how I always felt. I never felt there was like a years difference between the prologue and the main movie, you know? And no,
2: that I was always the same way. I thought the prologue happened in the same time frame. And according to the wiki it happened a couple months later after the first movie and then she got murdered and then it went to 2. Either way, though, if Jason's in his 20s, he's not going to grow much. I mean, in our, when we're in our 20s, we're fully grown by that point. So it makes sense how he wouldn't really change much from that
0: point. If he wasn't a boy coming out of the lake two months prior. So he could be in the magical world because the demon demon growth, he just grows in like, like five minutes, you know, like once he's raised. So that's that's the cool thing about this. You can watch it for at least four different ways. Which is cool. That's what I love about this. Now, the whole thing is, in Friday Part 2, where it gets crazy, the trailer says, On a June night in 1980, Friday the 13th, 12 of her friends were murdered, Alice. Why should Friday the 13th, 1981, be any different? And the wiki says that there's how many years in between? They go from 79 to 84. But here's what's crazy. On the back of the VHS box of Part 2, just when you thought it was safe to go back to camp, here's even more heart-pounding terror. Five years after the horrible bloodbath (laughs) that
1: camp pushed the lake,
0: all that remains is the legend of Jason Voorhees, blah, blah, blah. So now the back of the box tells us one thing, and the trailer tells us another Nice. So, does it mean the trailer, um, why should Friday the 13th, 1981 be any different? Are they just saying the film itself and not the story in the film? Hmm. Well, that
2: might be why the Wikipedia has, the wiki article has Alice dying months after. It should be a year after, because that would be the trailer. The trailer might, because let's explain it, is that the trailer is talking about Alice, and then the trailer's not taken into consideration when the new film starts. And trailers are usually released before the film is finalized. The VHS is released after the film is finalized. So that might be where they have the five-year-later thing on the wiki then. That makes sense. But it would be 85, not 84. Well, yeah, because of the the Tombstone error. So in 1985, <laughs> if you will, what is... <laughs> what were the Friday 13th in 1985
0: well now the problem with that is now we're starting to jump ahead in the future and so you're anything that's dated in that film is going to be glaring like for example part 7 takes is supposed to take place in the year 2000 part 8 is supposed to take place in 2001 like what like okay if that was the case then you would have a parallel universe where nothing from the 90s onward exists, like car models, mobile phone, or beeper models. (laughs) I mean, like, that's the thing. So that's the (laughs) issue with that, where now we're jumping so far ahead that um, Friday Part 7 came out in 1988, and you're telling me that's the year 2000, but all the cars are, like, from the 80s? (laughs) <laughs> or or before that
1: yeah 2000
0: <laughs> so that's the problem with the timeline it jumps ahead so far that it's it doesn't um make sense
2: so so let's look and see when the first Friday the 13th in 1985 is I'm looking right now September so what summer
0: camp is open in September and December so those are the only two in that year
2: so if we're going strictly with the Friday the 13th 5 years later Doesn't really work out. What about if we do a strict five-year gap? What about 86? Now we're getting even further into the future. Like, we're getting ridiculously into the future. That would be June.
0: Now let's look at 1981, per the trailer. March 13th, um, February is one, but obviously not that, and November 2, 1981. So March 13th would
1: fit.
2: I I really think that we almost got to think of it in a parallel universe, And every every film kind of exists in its own time frame when it was released. Um, That way we're not in the year 2000 in part (laughs) 7.
0: So, in the campfire tale in part 2, Paul mentions that Jason would be quote-unquote full-grown by now.
2: In this story, he talks about Jason Drowning. So, if he's talking about Jason Drowning, that's as a kid, that would have been 20-something years prior... And he would be full-grown by now. <laughs> it's been 20 years.
0: And like when we were talking, the Jason aspect is like a ghost story. If that story is true, he's correct in saying that Jason would be full-grown since it's like 20 years. Exactly. You know, compared to when he drowned. That makes sense. So the key is the part two creators meant for that tall tale to actually be true. I think since Jason is full-grown
1: mm-hmm. and not
0: necessarily labeled a demon yet, Jason goes to hell style. Thus... Trumping that he has a supernatural ability to grow quickly. So, really, it's like the makers of Part 2. I think Felt Jason coming out of the lake was just a dream. He never did drown. At this point, you can also look at it like they never found Jason's body. He actually did drown, and Friday Part 1, you see him for the first time, then he grows super fast, demon-style. So, you can go either way. It's a fork in the road, I mean... It's whichever way you want to go. But that that makes it so cool, though. Like, what other series can you go in so many directions?
2: I do know that, like, you and I, we've been talking about this for 20-some years. And I do know that our idea was always the accelerated growth. Um Because we never really even tried to think outside the box for it. So it's kind of awesome looking at it in these other... Ways, And the more we look at it, the more I think, yeah, we probably were just simplifying it too much.
0: We were trying to make the whole thing streamline, which is fun, too. It's like a little game. Which we're going to do. That's the best part. The thing that I did want to mention about part two, though, before we, we move on, anyone listening, if you check out at the end, they show the shrine of of uh, Jason's mother. And there's a shot of, like, fresh corpses at the base of, like, the sh- the, the head... With the sweater and the candles. You can see uh, fresh fresh corpses of Terry and the cop. Um, now, if you look at the base of the shrine, there's an older corpse, like, rotted to the bone. And, and you can see in its head, there's, either, there's like an ice pick or a screwdriver. I believe it's an ice pick, actually. And it's still in the skull. In the same exact place where Alice got, you know, killed at the very beginning of the movie. So, I'd say that's definitely her. Um, And it proves Mm -hmm. that, like, after he killed her, he took her body into the woods with him. And it proves at least a few months have passed. Because the decomposition, it wouldn't take too long to oxidize, but it take take a little bit to become, like, a skeleton. Now, again, not like they thought all this through. (laughs) Because I believe Steve Miner, part two, he's just like, I just want an unstoppable killing machine. Like, I don't care, like, story-wise. I just, we gotta make some money Friday the 13th 1 was huge just i think they actually were like setting it up to be like each movie is like a different like story like a twilight zone oh yeah yeah that's the other thing like part 5 is kind of its own little twilight zone cuz jason's not in it per se
2: that was the same thing uh, halloween was trying to do and that's why in part 3 they moved it on exactly Nobody liked it. They all want their serial killers.
0: <laughs> yeah, Michael Myers. Well, it it's the one thing where you start rooting for the serial killers now. Freddy Myers, you know, Jason Leatherface. That's why they're like the kings. We all like our heels. Yeah. So it became more. It, there's the whodunit film, and then there's almost like uh, they're they're like creatures. They're like Frankenstein or like Dracula. They're like horror creatures. Now, really, with part two three and four i call that jason's like first rampage so part two three and four really all take place within a week or two of each other yeah and you know at the beginning of friday part three there's that news report on tv that mentions uh, authorities have been combing the area since just before dawn so from there you already know it's fresh yeah And then at the end of part two, we know there were survivors that chose to leave camp that night for beer. Like Ted, they went to the casino bar type deal in part two. Beer time! So it would only be a day or two before authorities were on the case. A few of those people would eventually get back to the camp and be like, holy shit. And we don't know if Paul survived part two. All that we know is Ginny survived. Exactly, that makes sense, and that puts Friday four taking place immediately following part three uh, because that night you can they go into the barn and like everything 's fresh, and they got the ambulance going, you know so there 's like the the cleanup crew after the massacre, and they they would be finishing their job around nightfall, so that checks out, so it's safe to say part three and four take place in the same week. Um, as as well as two. Now, supposedly, yeah. one of them was for sure supposed to be on a Friday the 13th. Um, which one is that on the timeline?
2: Yeah, it, on the timeline, it shows that as being part three. Okay, interesting. Yeah, part three, the Shelley Times is, is on Friday the 13th. I wonder if there's like a calendar in there. I don't know. And it says here that um, the script for Friday the 13th confirms that the Higgins Haven... Um, the of Higgins Haven, which would be the Shelley area, happened on Friday the 13th, exactly on it. The other ones don't.
0: So that's another thing that not all the films take place on a Friday the 13th. They can't possibly mm-hmm. when you tie it all together. But I think they all were like initially kind of supposed to. I think they, no one just thought it through enough. <laughs> it's it's just funny. Yeah, no,
2: they they weren't thinking like, oh yeah. It's called Friday the 13th, but if it starts off right after Friday the 13th, it'll be the 14th and the 15th.
0: Yeah, and then that's when Jason actually, like, at the end of part four, he dies officially for the first time. He's, like, laid to rest for more than, at least as far as we know. You could go into theories about that, too, like what really happened, you know. But he's buried in, you know, a grave. So now we really go into like the Tom, the Tommy Jarvis trilogy. And with part four, we already talked about the tombstone, which that's fucks up yep. everything, the date. But yeah, now we're on the, the Tommy Jarvis trilogy is basically four, five, and six.
2: Mm hmm. And of course, the part five is really just a piece, just a little fun side story in the middle that Tommy goes through, or, you know, the Roy, <laughs> the, um, what is he? Was he like a coroner?
0: He's, um, the ambulance driver
2: ambulance driver that's right he uh watches his son joey who was at the same mental hospital as uh, tommy jarvis watched him get killed
0: <laughs> candy bar boy yeah <laughs>
2: hey victor fine
0: <laughs> that, that movie's hilarious dude oh my god i love that movie
2: i see how it is
0: <laughs> that's the kind of like horror schlock that i like that we like but yeah it's just hilarious because so many people <laughs> pan that movie i'm like dude that movie is awesome. Well, and the
2: thing is, the only pan it just because it's not really Jason, the gore, yeah. the kills, the, the horror, it actually has more part one tension than the other movies, cause you don't know who the killer is.
0: You're right, it's so trashy too. Cause it was directed by a porn director. Huh. There's <laughs> tits everywhere, and just brutal kills, you know, like we talked about in the other, in the last episode, but part five is, is where we have to do the supernatural thing. Okay, so, the end of part five is where it starts getting where you almost have to explain it in a supernatural way. So it's
2: almost like his his father could have done something. His father would still be alive at that point. Mm-hmm. Elias Voorhees.
1: Elias,
0: yeah. So that's another interesting thing. Now the, the whole thing is the end of part four shows Tommy Jarvis, he like looks right in, into the camera, like, you know. He's kind of Gone crazy, too. Yeah. And then part five starts, and then he starts to have the hallucinations. He's seeing Jason taking his pills and, like, going crazy, punching shit. And at the end of the movie, he grabs the mask out of the drawer and then puts it on and basically turns toward the camera. So it's like, now he's the killer. So that's probably the toughest one for people to explain, because they're like, what the fuck happened? Well, I mean, that could just be in his
2: mind, because half the time he's hallucinating anyway, so we could just explain that as Tommy just losing his mind and dreaming it or whatever.
0: So what what is perfect is anyone who comes in contact with Jason and survives...
2: Is messed up in the head.
0: Is fucked up. And this goes with everybody. So this goes with Alice... That applies to Alice 100%. Chris Higgins from part three. Remember they, they were taking her like into the police car and she's like freaking like, ah, 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 and she also saw Jason's mom come up and grab her and take her into the lake. Yeah. So like reality isn't reality once you've come in contact and survived. Now it's almost like the demon is gone into you and it's creating a reality that's like making you schizo, you know? Making you lose your mind. Well, it
2: also just could be simply explained as a a real non-magic way, just PTSD. People are all handle a stressful, life-threatening situation differently. And you could explain it
0: that way, too. Yeah.
2: Once you're in that kind of a situation, the mind plays tricks.
0: Where the whole thing comes in with, with like, the magic, that helps explain Part 7, because, like, why does she have these abilities you can kind of explain that because she's in the crystal lake area she's a kid you know Mm -hmm. that's part seven but see that's the other thing you almost have to make it supernatural to make the whole thing make sense or have to now or if in part seven maybe psychic abilities just exist in that universe so you can look at it that way too
2: <laughs> well like the 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 part six thing could be explained when the first time any kind of supernatural thing happens because you got lightning that reanimates Jason's body, so that could be the magic that <laughs> you know that's when it's all the crazy shit happens and then all of a sudden the kid gloves are off. you can do whatever the fuck you want in the universe basically
0: and it's it also it goes as far back as the supernatural was when Jason got resurrected. And when Jason uh, grew really fast, if you want to go in that route. So that also makes sense with that.
2: And, I mean, we're in the same universe that uh, um, where Freddy Krueger exists in dreams as well. So, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> now I can see that.
0: I'm just saying, that exists too. And that's a whole other fucking can of worms. So. That's another thing you could do. Because Freddy can just create shit. Exactly. You don't know what's real anymore. So then you can blur reality even more with that make it even make more easier to make more sense. So yeah, we can say Tommy Jarvis freaked out at the end of 5. It makes sense because he's escaping from the asylum in part 6 because he can't stop the hallucinations. Yep. So he he needs to dig Jason back up, which that's very like a supernatural thing like the demon is connected with Tommy now and it's telling him like I want you to raise me, like I need to do my job. I'm Jason. I need to slaughter like i I need to guard crystal lake because that's what the magic spell was like the resurrection spell because that's the thing with like voodoo if you put salt in front of your door like supposedly you know an entity can't cross it if it means you harm so it's kind of that idea like jason's there's boundaries that he's like confined to as well i mean again jason x i can't you can't really explain that stuff but you you can put it in so many different boxes So, yeah, part five's a troublesome one, but I would have to say he just, he freaked out or Jason's black magic, like, got the best of him. So, yeah, I would say hallucination all the way. And what you said, too, it's probably in his mind, because if everything's a hallucination, what is part five anyway?
2: (laughs) Well, the interesting part is, is, you know, he puts on the blue mask at the end then but every time in part five that he sees a flashback when he sees Jason in the mirror he's wearing the proper mask yes so they purposefully put him in the proper mask in that film it was not like they just used the blue mask every time so there was a purpose behind them putting him in the blue mask at the end of part
0: five then I believe to the he put him he put Jason in there so you could differentiate and figure out that the killer is not Jason before the conclusion absolutely it was like a hint it goes back to the who done it yeah, like this doesn't match up. When I was watching the first time, I just thought Jason got like another mask. <laughs> I didn't think like that was the thing. I kind of noticed it, but
2: I didn't figure it out. It was still a surprise at the end. The blue
0: one's really cool too. Yeah, um, and the one on the cover is like isn't the blue one. That's another one. <laughs> well, it's like a it's uh, like a standard hockey mask. Yeah, it looks more like yeah your classic. Little square holes, so part six though, at the end he's locked in Crystal Lake via a like magic spell book, so tommy he gets like a a magic book, basically, and he like confines Jason, so that also tells me that he's a demon at this point,
2: yeah, they actually had to use the magic too, and you know he looked up, he knew he had to look up the way to seal him, so there is more to it than him just getting reanimated by lightning. Like, there had to have been something in the lore before that where the demon existed.
0: Right. So that connects with the Necronomicon and Jason goes to hell perfectly. Absolutely. And it connects that with Evil Dead a little bit, which is fun.
2: And it connects it earlier than part six.
0: Yeah, because it's like, so Pamela Voorhees got the Necronomicon and... Ash had the Necronomicon at some point. That could tie in too. Like, there's multiple in Army of Darkness, but two are fake, so.
1: Should
2: Jason could have drowned and actually died, and Pamela used the Necronomicon to resurrect him, and she didn't know it worked. Right to the point where he still grew normally. Yeah, there. Now he's supernatural the whole time. Yeah, and he just doesn't know his the abil- He doesn't know the extent of his powers. It's perfect. It's awesome
0: because they all make sense once you put the black magic into it. Yeah, I mean,
2: there, it exists in half the movies so you have to have it in there
0: yeah because the hallucinations and you know people that have gone crazy before and just talk to themselves in a corner like oh yeah he was messing with some crazy shit you know stuff like that too like so that could be the tommy jarvis thing he just had that effect when jason was because he survived so many times it's like there's like a residual energy that you're like left with i think
2: yeah and the more times that he did the Less he was himself,
0: and I, I mean it. Also,
2: I like the explanation of that he doesn't know the extent of his power, so he doesn't know what he doesn't know. And as he continues to get bested by people throughout the film series, he gets stronger and stronger, and knows he can do more and more.
0: Yeah, and you you mentioned something too, like as there's less life, he gets more powerful because he's right. he's taking their essence and like absorbing it. Like, their life essence, which is awesome. (laughs) And then the life
2: essence takes on a form of its own in the mind of humans.
1: Yeah,
0: exactly.
2: And that's why, like, you'll see in Part 9, when he finally starts to jump from body to body, that his true form is the classic Mongoloid Jason, just all super deformed, because that's his most powerful version of him.
0: Yeah, and they mention in Part 9, like, the Creighton Duke... The guy like, Mm -hmm. breaks that guy's fingers or whatever. (laughs) It's hilarious. So, so, like, whacked out. That movie's so strange. Some some weird scenes, like the naked shaving scene. He had to shave the guy before he, like, put the demon mouth-to-mouth. It's just bizarre. Amazing. Creighton Duke's like, yeah, he has to jump body-to-body because those normal bodies, they don't last. He needs his original body, but he can only be reborn through a family member. So that's how it, the normal bodies are just weak and they like decompose real quick. So he has to, it's kind of like in Fallen, but in Fallen, the the demon has to body jump. But when the person dies, the, the demon is in, he has to find a way to get into another before or too long. Both those films were released around the same time, weren't they? Um, Fallen's like a 90s, I think. So yeah, maybe. It's about that time.
2: Time is on our <laughs> yes it
0: is <laughs> now when the body that azazel is in dies he has he can walk away from the body but he only has like a certain amount of time before he he's dead so it's kind of like sonic the hedgehog when he's drowning you know <laughs> <laughs> <terrifying>. <laughs> 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 so that's like the fallen version but jason is like a Dormant, like, infinite forever. That's what's cool about him. You, like, can't do anything to keep him down. He'll always figure out a way. <laughs> he always figures it away, man. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, Jason Goes to Hell really opens up so many cool possibilities. Even, like, for the copycat killer in Part 5, Roy, we could say that he's just possessed by Jason. Could be. Obviously, the the argument would be that the bodies decompose rapidly, um, and Roy is in the entire film, but the entire film is only, like, in maybe two, three days, so I don't know. Yeah, so that could be a different way you can look at part five, too. Um, and in Jason Goes to Hell, he was blowing the pieces for the first time, so that's kind of the first time he's required to use that jumping ability that we know of, but maybe he can use it other times, too. Maybe he doesn't have to be blown apart. Now, the funny thing is, okay, so wouldn't they have sent out, like, the freaking National Guard after Part 2, 3, and 4? Like, if all those murders happened in, like, a two-week time, like, they would have had, like, the National Guard out there, right? Like Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, you think. <laughs> so that's funny. Now, in Part 6, they just leave him down there. Like, like no one even goes back and looks to see where Jason, later in Part 7, he's just chilling down there. I just thought that was hilarious. Like, what? Like, nobody, like, cops, even went fishing. Nobody went fishing in there for, like, years. So you have all these murders, and the cops don't even, like, check to see. I guess because they didn't believe Tommy because he's crazy, right? Well, exactly, that Jason never existed. Yeah, they're like, shut up. (laughs) Back in your cell, boy. Yes. (laughs) That's what it is. Which which is like the ultimate heel. The cop in that movie, the sheriff, is a great heel. Yeah, he has that DiBiasi like you want because he pisses you off. Well, and the
2: Rick Rude mustache, so you know he got a hairstyle and everything. <laughs> it's
0: like I'm the man, motherfucker. In this jail, I'm the fucking man. Yeah, because he like he's always giving Tommy a hard time, and Tommy knows the truth. That's just good writing. Yeah. It makes your emotions like flare until you watch it thirty times and you realize that Sheriff like makes it. Oh, he's classic. You know, like just like DiBiase, like makes it awesome.
2: Yeah, he's he's awesome.
0: Like but... without that, you just have like yeah, you just have Dusty and Sapphire running around. It would Sapphire, Sapphire, Sapphire. Wouldn't have an element like he bought her and shit. <laughs> so yeah, Jason goes to hell is. Makes it kind of all make sense, but as I said, Sean Cunningham kind of blessed that movie as a co-producer, so I kind of think he wanted to, like, connect everything.
2: That makes sense.
0: Um Now, the thing is, so, part seven and part eight, though, are kind of weird, too. Remember we were talking about that? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so part seven, we can say, so she has, like, the psychic ability. She's a, she's a little kid, right?
2: Yeah, Tina, freaking the crazy
0: psychic that can move shit with her mind. Yeah, she almost looks like the poltergeist girl. Purposely. Yeah, you gotta think. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um. So, you could say as a child, they're you're like really impressionable. You know, as like Morrison would say, Morrison says like the ghost came into him. He was just a child. The child's like a flower just floating in the breeze, man. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing. Like she's impressionable. So maybe just being in Crystal Lake. She has that... She, like, learned that ability. Just another, like, occult, supernatural black magic thing. Or, as as we mentioned, it, it's just that happens in that universe. People can move shit. Some people. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so here's what's weird about part seven is you have the ending where Tina's dad comes up from the, the dock <laughs> and pulls Jason down. Oh, yeah. Now that, the director said... He didn't want that in the movie, but someone else associated with the film. She like had to have it in there. <laughs> that was just her thing. So he's like pissed off. That that, that like ruined the movie for him because he didn't have control, creative control. He didn't want. He thought that was retarded. Like, well, it is. That the dad, the dad comes out and like, yeah, I'm gonna get one for you, Tina. But, okay, so you can still explain it with the supernatural.
2: Well, yeah, it's a supernatural thing, so it's feasible in the universe. It's still lame as shit, but it's feasible.
0: Since Tina's dad died in that lake, he's now tied with Jason spiritually. Exactly. That's how I see that. I mean, that's the only way I can explain it, other than just being, like, a dramatic end, like, oh, to makes you, like... You know, emotional or something. Like, her dad came back, you know, to, like, seal everything perfectly. So, basically, in
2: that universe, anybody who dies from non-Jason causes could potentially be brought back in some kind of way, shape, or form.
0: Yeah. Like, if they want to bad enough. Like Mrs. Voorhees coming out of the... <laughs> yes! <laughs> Part three. Uh. and Chris.
2: <laughs> Woo! Could have been a real thing (laughs) Yes Even though she had her head on
0: I love that Like with the The worms and shit Oh man That's a great Fucking three man God
2: Oh yeah
0: No And part eight You were You cracked my ass up Part (laughs) eight That's just a
1: fucked up movie dude
2: Dude part is my favorite (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like
2: It is the epitome of Freaking cheese Like Seriously like You go to downtown Freaking New York Like how much cooler Can that be Like, the the fact that all of a sudden Crystal Lake's on the ocean, though. (laughs) That's amazing.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, like, it's like an inlet. Like, a channel leads out to the ocean. Wow. Somehow. Yeah, so you have Higgins Haven. You could do, like, a map. You have Tina's family. That's, like, part of Crystal Lake. You have Higgins Haven. You have the camp part. Man, that's quite a... That's quite a lot of, like, channels and shit. (laughs) Well... If you think about it, like, the old lake that
2: you, uh, grew up near with your parents' cottage there and everything, channels. there are little pieces. Yeah. There, there's pieces of the lake that are like, it's almost the size of Cedar Lake where I grew up, and it's just a part of the lake, and then there's the main big
0: part of the lake too. Yeah, cause we used to go in the boat and, like, try to see all the channels we could go down. I was thinking about that too, so that, that technically, Makes, makes it like, make sense. Yeah. I mean, in a way. But goes out to the ocean, like, jeez. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's amazing, dude. Yeah, so, um, and yeah, so you have the Jason's original Rampage trilogy two, three, four, Tommy Jarvis trilogy four, five, six. Now we're within the Kane Hodder quadrilogy, tetralogy, part seven, eight, nine, and X. That's right, tetralogy. <laughs> so, yeah, part eight, uh, fucked up, more hallucination madness. Rennie, the main girl, she, like, sees tons of shit on the boat, right? <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: I mean, you got the freaking awesomeness of the, uh, the guitar kill. Like, you're just getting dumb with it. I love it. <laughs> the girl, like, seducing the, the principal,
0: and then he, like, turns her down. <laughs> She's trying to, like, pass her test for biology class or whatever. Yeah so yeah like so there's the jason hallucinations where he's like a little boy and then at the very end you have where he turns into a boy so again renny she survived yeah so she's just freaking out at this point you know like Who even knows what's what she's seeing. The other thing that was funny online said like she was like a recovering Coke addict. (laughs) Someone else's this was cool. People try to like come up with little things because there was Coke in the movie. You could throw in that she's like a recovering Coke addict and her uncle doesn't want her near the other like kids with the drugs. And then that's where the hallucinations come in. Um and then at the end of the movie when they shoot her up with heroin in the alley, she's like overdosing. So, when she sees Jason turn into a child, she's dead. And then she finds the dog and her boyfriend, and then they just walk off into the afterlife. <laughs> so huh. that's that guy's that's that guy's little little world little trip. <laughs> just think how brutal that is. That you walk through New York, you're gonna get shot up with heroin, right? Like what? <laughs> well, what's funny is no junkie would waste like a hit. No. Because <laughs> that's the, the truth of it, you know, because it's the most addictive drug on this fucking planet, basically. So, yeah. Well, it's kind of like people say, like, well, if you buy weed, you got to make sure it's it's not laced with anything. Why would they waste money to lace weed with stuff? If anything, they're just going to rip you off and give you less than you paid for. If anything, they're <laughs> going to put oregano in it. <laughs> yeah, right?
1: Catnip, <laughs>
2: like half half oregano, half weeds, so that way you don't know start cutting it with. Oh, that'd be
0: terrible. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole thing. Why you have to get buds? Because the buds are, <laughs> the buds are like its own thing, and you have to pull them apart. So shake. Yeah, if you get a bunch of scraps or shake, you gotta you gotta wonder sometimes. Shake and bike. Shake and bike. So yeah, we... <laughs> we make we make eight and make sense as much as we can. <laughs> well,
2: and then Jason now, by the time Part 8 comes around, he's the most deteriorated. Um, it also has to do with the shitty-ass budget they had and bad special effects, but... Oh. But, but he would have been the oldest <laughs> by then, um, and it would kind of explain... it. The only thing that sucks is then you get to some really good special effects by Part 9. <laughs> like, it looks awesome, so...
0: Amazing. when The body's decomposing and stuff.
2: Oh, yeah, it's night and day man oh man well, that's how you can get Cunningham back into the mix
0: yeah they're not messing around not at all yeah man yeah, the a part where the dude's jaw like detaches from his skull and you can see like the skull just separating <laughs> from the from the jaw and it's like damn there's all the goo yeah man super good fucking effects i mean that
2: was like the um the second coming of great slasher films was that time frame right there where you got all the classic, you know, directors from the early slashers, the Friday thirteen part one, you get Cunningham on it, and the same thing with Craven came back to Freddy by then too.
0: Oh yeah, Craven came back, um what's that one called? New Nightmare? Yeah. Oh yeah, so and Jason goes to hell. The effects were done by K and B effects. K and B is basically um, I know Greg Nicotero's in there, but there's a few other, but they're like understudies of Savini. That's why it's so good, yeah.
2: Oh, they're, they're badass. And with the amazing s- special effects, we also get the cheesy-ass computer mm. effects. Every time that Jason goes from body to body, you get the little laser light show, like, tchow,
0: oh. like into
2: the Like, <laughs> God.
0: At the end of the movie, too, <laughs> it's like crazy, like a Pink Floyd concert.
2: Oh, hell yeah, it's like a damn laser light show, wrestling show. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Jason's gonna come out freaking get hit with a chair. <laughs> but yeah, so, so that's the crazy aspect where Jason and the aura of Jason is its own su- supernatural entity once he gets reborn in a, you know, a family member, like we were saying, then he becomes normal Jason again.
0: Yeah, I mean, the writing was pretty brilliant because they killed him off at the beginning. So you're like, how in the hell, what's going to happen now? Which is great, because good writing kind of like throws you a curveball. Now And then he comes back at the end, which is like your treat, your main event. Now the problem is, on the other camp, people are like, we want Jason. <laughs> mm-hmm. You only get Jason in the beginning of the first reel and the end of the last reel. And they were spoiled up to that point, seeing tons of Jason throughout each film. That's what I would say anyway. Like, we already have a lot of Jasons, so just watch one of those. Like. This is a unique take.
2: And of course, the, the classic after Jason gets killed with the mythical dagger and is buried. His mask <laughs> on top and Frederick von Krugerstein's hand pulls him under and leads right into Freddy vs. Jason. Which, which is not in order as the, how the films were filmed, but Freddy vs. Jason comes next.
0: Yeah, that movie doesn't really add any supernatural stuff to it.
2: The only supernatural stuff you have is all Freddy's Dream World aspects where Jason gets pulled in and out and all that. Um, That's it, though. Like, it's the Jason aspects. Really, the film is forgettable from a story perspective because now we're at the point where we don't give a fuck about the kids. Um, Every film after 9, really. Even in 9... We don't really care about the people, like they're they're even supposed to be family members. Like you get the bounty hunter, that's pretty cool.
0: No, you're definitely right. Like there's not a lot of um, character development.
2: They're forgettable. It's the, we know them because we've seen the movies a million times. But like anybody who watched it a couple times, you're not gonna really give a shit about the um, the guy with the glasses or <laughs> or the the Voorhees girl or any of that. Like from nine.
0: And it's just, J- Freddy vs. Jason, you want them all to die. I mean... Well, it's a really interesting topic, because, like, why? I think
2: it's literally the er- eras when the films were released. It's just a change in the times. It's style. It's same thing with clothes. It's the same thing with everything, like, mentalities, verbiage, how people talk, video games, progression of technology... All of that shit caused a natural progression and we happen to like certain stuff that happened in the 80s and 90s because we're nostalgic for it and we see it as better. I would like to peer into the brain of an intelligent person that grew up during this time frame, the early 2000s, where they were more our age when we were in the 80s, just to see how they see... That whole era and then how they see going back. Like, you know what I mean?
0: Right, yeah. Because it, it was a progression because Kane Hodder was kind of like in the sleeping bag kill. I think that was the moment. That was the moment that was like, now Jason is a whole new, it's like brutal kills. We, we want, I want to see fucking brutal kills and as many as possible. Oh, yeah. And that, that became, the overarching main thing that they concentrated on as opposed to you're gonna get a kill every once in a while because slashers are new, you know, in the first original films, it was slashers were new. So now it's, it's like self parroting itself later on where now it's just brutality sure. like crazy. But you had to get there. Like you had to take the road to it. You couldn't you Friday the thirteenth couldn't just be crazy like that. Now the kills are brutal, but it's not like laughably brutal. No. Like the sleeping bag kill. It's not like, jeez. So that, that's the whole thing.
2: Initially, you would have a, a huge buildup to a payoff for each kill.
0: It's a roller coaster, yeah.
2: Now it's just like one after the other. Jason going through a corn maze on fire, murdering people left and right.
0: It's just funny how that works, and things do progress with time, and things don't become, things aren't as shocking either. That's, that's really, I think, what it is, too. Like, the shock factor, like, wears off.
2: And at this point, he begins basically in hell, and Freddy kinda brings him back through the dream world at the beginning, which goes hand in hand with part nine, and then he ends up in the, in Crystal Lake after they battle. No, neither, neither guy's dead. So it really served, served no purpose except for to resurrect Jason for future films um, and c- continuity. Uh, then, I think we both agree that the 2009 reboot goes in after that.
0: Yeah, you'd have to. Um, yeah. it's, it's weird because it's almost like a remake, too. So it's its own th- film as well. It stands on its own, too.
2: Yeah, they they kind of do the whole story... It could stand on its own. They they do the, you know, the whole Mrs Voorhees getting killed and all that. That could just be a reenacting of the first film. Sure,
0: which they do in like so many movies. A lot. Yeah. Well, I I mean they changed Tommy Jarvis three times, like the actors. So yeah, I mean why not, right? Fuck yeah, it at this and point.
2: this one I even cared even less about the characters than in Freddy vs Jason.
0: Oh, it just gets—it's like a decline. Yeah, it's very—it's, yeah. So, um, really, those movies don't fuck up shit.
2: No, they just kill a bunch of people.
0: The the movies that fuck up like the storyline throw the wrenches in the worst. Or boy, you probably like five because the ending seven because of the psychic ability and the hallucinations, which exist in other films too, but. And then part eight, because of the turning into a child, like that's really when it gets nutty.
2: <laughs> yeah, we have to basically justify all that as supernatural. And
0: yes, so yeah, we're pretty much winding down here. Um, anything else we want to throw in this one here, timeline wise?
2: I think we've kind of successfully talked about all the different options of the timeline. Um, the best part is, is that really. You can make it your own. There is no right way. That's the only
0: way.
1: Yo man, it's cool, it's cool man, it's cool.